I'm Blaze. And I'm Haley. And this is We're Making It Up As We Go, the Worried About Dean's Cholesterol Supernatural Ranking Podcast. We're two friends that met through Supernatural, and what better way to honor our friendship than by talking way too much about it? In this podcast, we'll be going through the show episode by episode to decide what is the best of Supernatural and what is the worst. We bring up pros, cons, and whatever else we want to talk about. We aren't shy about spoilers, so if you want to avoid them, we recommend stopping the episode now. All right. This week, we're talking about Season 15, Episode 14, Last Holiday, written by Jeremy Adams and directed by Eduardo Sanchez. Starring Jensen Ackles as Dean Winchester, Jared Padalecki as Sam Winchester, and Alexander Calvert as Jack Klein, as well as guest starring Megan Fay as Mrs. Butters. So this episode is going to be a little different because we're watching the end of season 15 as it comes out. We might be a little more reaction-y and less analytical since this is our first watch through. Yeah, like we just watched the episode two days ago. I watched it two days ago. You watched it. I stayed up way too late. (laughs) I can't talk. (laughs) We're also both students, and we are feeling that this week more than other weeks. Um, But I stayed up really late two nights ago to watch it when it came out on the CW website. (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely been down that hole before. (laughs) I'm going to read the IMDb logline just to give us all... A little reminder in case anyone doesn't know what episode we're talking about. Dean and Sam discover a wood nymph living in the bunker who is determined to protect her family at any cost. What's your five words or less for this episode, Haley? Crying in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Family bonding speed run. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I absolutely love your... um five words that's very good thank you i i thought very hard about that (laughs) (laughs) it's very succinct you got in three words (laughs) we're all about efficiency over here (laughs) 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 oh all right do we want to get into the episode Haley? (laughs) yeah I'll, i'll take us off When the utilities start failing at the bunker, Sam and Dean attempt to fix it. Dean hits the reset button and appears to have worked, but, oh, wait, who's this lady in Dean's room? Who is she? I just wanted to stop here because it, just the teaser of this episode gives us so much. Yeah, it gives us uh, the Scooby-Doo underwear. Meat Man. The Return of. The Return of Meat Man. (laughs) Do you think that would be Dean's superhero <laughs> identity? I hope so. That's a terrifying superhero. <laughs> Sam would be Veggie Boy. Veggie Boy. That sounds like a bad cover of Danny Boy. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's refrain ourselves from singing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This teaser, this cold open also gives us domestic Sam and Dean, which I really like. I like seeing them having just a little nice time, Dean in an apron. It also, in general, lays the foundation for the rest of the episode's themes. We're going to be exploring the idea of home a lot. It's a a good cold open. I I also particularly love that Dean goes straight in for hitting that reset button. (laughs) 
But from here, Sam and Dean confront this mysterious woman who reveals her name to be Mrs. Butters. Uh, she's a wood nymph who worked for the men of letters, although worked is maybe a strong term, and has been trapped in the control room on standby mode since 1958. She decides that Sam and Dean need her to stay and help out and to celebrate all the holidays that they've missed out on. She sends Sam and Dean out on a hunt and Jack is left behind alone with her. So this gives us some uh, cute moments, which this whole episode's going to be full of. I like the language and then Dean saying, I'm getting my gun. <laughs> but even besides the cute moments, this gives us a lot more thematic stuff that we'll be dealing with. I notice that Dean at this point, talks to Jack through the door, which there isn't any face-to-face contact. There isn't even a discussion. It's just, you know, Dean talking out loud. Yeah. Um, a, a huge focus of this episode is Jack and Dean's split, They're the barrier between them. It's kind of a teenage thing, you know, to go hole up in your room. But I think especially at the start of this episode, you really feel that disconnect. It's really sad. My main note was was Jack frowning face. So Jack it's just face. I don't know how to verbalize that beyond it's just uh it's just sad. It's hard to watch yeah. a little bit because you maybe you listening don't, but if you, you don't, who are you? Um but we both really love Jack and it's just sad. Yeah, it's really hard seeing him like this and it's it's difficult because the Winchester brothers are not known for their emotional forwardness. No, yeah, literally right out onto the hunt in the Impala, Sam goes, ignoring your trauma doesn't make you healthy. And Dean's like, yeah, it does, which uh, sums up <laughs> so much of this show's conflict. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, that's just Dean wrapped up in one sentence. we'll kind of discuss a little more later but i think that's also something that isn't just a funny throwaway line but kind of gets dealt with in this episode yeah which is nice (laughs) very nice haven't we come a long way on a little bit lighter note i just thought it was really fun that we go to a vampire nest where these two vampires are straight up watching dark shadows i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I didn't know if it was dark shadows, but it was like they're watching these old vampires on a beat up TV and that yeah. was that was quite amusing. And even aside from a funny note, which it is, it's it's funny, but it's kind of a callback to the roots of Supernatural as a show about how the show focuses on the horror of working class America. Once again, kind of a juxtaposition, like rarely is supernatural taking place in mansions either like the only uh, example i can think of is the alpha vampire in season six was living in some kind of mansion but uh, he was a outlier so it, it, it was just kind of funny to see that comparison being drawn because a lot of vampire shows they do live in mansions you know even in buffy they either lived in crypts or angel hid out in a mansion so (laughs) gotta have money for all those silk capes yeah (laughs) italian imports But then, the boys return to the bunker where Mrs. Butters has decked the place out for Christmas. Mrs. Butters meets Jack and aggressively asks him what he is. 
Sam and Dean get called out to another hunt, and Mrs. B and Jack talk about Mary. She offers him a smoothie for his troubles. We get a montage of hunts and holidays being celebrated. There's a birthday celebration for Sam. It's fun. It Obviously, we're getting like the first hints of the, the not-so-fun side of Mrs. Butters, but the montage of holidays is everything. Oh. <laughs> it's everything. It, it made me tear up. Yeah, I hesitate to complain because I do. This episode was so much fun to watch. It was so much fun. But it is like, why isn't Cass here? <laughs> yeah. I... The glaring hole in this episode. Yeah, it's like a hole in my heart. <laughs> Especially with the montage, it makes it even more apparent because this is obviously over the course of days or even weeks. And it's like, is Cass still gone? Is Cass not coming? Yeah, That was something else is like the timeline of this episode would be interesting to know what the intended timeline was. Because for me, I'm thinking like a month max, which is still a long time to like not have Cass. But Definitely. I've seen other people who are like, well, I think this is happening in time. I disagree. But... Yeah, I have no idea. It's it's hard. And ultimately, it doesn't really matter. But it does draw attention to the fact that Cass isn't here. Yeah. Which is sad because I would love to see Cass having a Christmas. Yeah, that would be nice. And him being like, I actually, I actually knew Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's definitely, we can write that spec episode, Haley. How about that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and and even Sam, who historically has not liked holidays. He doesn't like Halloween since episode one. He didn't like Christmas in uh, season three. Even he's having a really nice yeah. time, even for his own birthday. It's very and sweet. It's just, I mean, also this episode is more Sam-centric than a lot of episodes lately. There's some funny lines, too, in this part of the episode, like, what are you? He's a millennial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he's a good kid. Yeah, that's already sparked some debate, because people are like, no, he's not a millennial dean, he's a generation Yeah, dean. <laughs> he's, because they were like, he's 19, was their guesstimate for how old he might be like a few seasons ago i guess so he's like cusp mm -hmm. gen z millennial if you go with yeah. that but if you go with his actual birthday is he even gen <laughs> he <is> z <laughs> he's a baby <laughs> yeah he's like generation alpha yeah he's a tiny little baby which is also why he shouldn't be drinking beer <laughs> bad bad sam and dean and Mrs. Butters, I'm surprised at her. Man, <laughs> he definitely should not be drinking beer with Yeah, them. <laughs> that was one of the things that struck me when we were first introduced to Jack, even, was, like, they were just straight up, you're, like, three days old, here's a beer. <laughs> <laughs> here's a beer. And, and they continue yep. that, and I, yeah, bad dads. <laughs> at least he seems to be drinking responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was nice. I, I love it. Um, I just, all my thoughts are basically, yeah, love, love this. Sequence. Also fun is just, I mean, fun, but also a little bit mean spirited are all the jokes about Dean's age in this episode. Age in hell. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, leave him yeah, alone. Yeah. Leave him alone. He gets to be excited about having a birthday too. No teasing. That felt really mean. <laughs> I was like, oh. 
Is this the turn? <laughs> <laughs> Is this what's gonna make her evil? <laughs> but, I mean, we should all be worried about Dean's cholesterol, to be fair. What he eats. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I'm just hoping that Cass kind of takes care of that whenever he heals them. <laughs> like, I'll just also heal your arteries here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, one can hope. Um... <laughs> Um, after we have this very happy montage, Jack does unfortunately walk in on Mrs. Butters looking at some Men of Letters files. He asks her to make him another smoothie so that when she leaves, he can go look at the files she was looking at. He finds a film reel showing uh, Mrs. Butters pulling the head off of a Nazi, which is iconic, but worrisome footage. Yes. <laughs> it's like... Great, good for you. This was a weird point in the show, I guess, for me, because I I understand Jack being worried that there is someone there who's like out for blood, but at the same time It's a yeah. Nazi. <laughs> it's just a Nazi. It's not like he <laughs> killed a men of letters. It's hard because I can kind of maybe understand what Jeremy Adams was trying to convey by having her, you know, just take care of something so violently like that. And to kind of call back to the Thule that was a problem with the Men of Letters at that time. Yeah. But since this episode is so much about the black and white and not thinking that way... I I feel like what would have gained my sympathy, or not sympathy, because we're not supposed to really feel super sympathetic here, but later on, when we're supposed to kind of understand where she's coming from, but also know why she thought that it was necessary, if that makes sense. Um, I think it it should have been a monster instead, or something like that. Yeah, because it was like, I don't think Jack's a Nazi. (laughs) Right, you no. know, like, I think if it was a, a vampire or something else, it was just kind of a weird beat for me. It was really weird, because this is when we're supposed to be like, oh no, she's evil, and it's like, yeah, her being super powerful is kind of concerning, but it doesn't really negate anything that she's done. Yeah, especially in the world of, like, Supernatural, like, Dean killed Hitler. <laughs> Like, recently. (laughs) (laughs) The stakes were just a little weird. If they just had done something else besides a member of the Thule, it would have been more effective. Yeah. But as it is, I'm just kind of like, good for Mrs. Butters. (laughs) (laughs) But I also did really like Jack's son of a bitch. (laughs) Like, no, no cursing jack but also that's really cute because he's finally you, you can <laughs> yeah after. you can see the family resemblance <laughs> jack tries to find sam but finds mrs b instead sam is heading out for a date with eileen dean is sufficiently distracted by a repaired tv which leaves jack alone to confront mrs butters who reveals she left the footage out on purpose she sees jack as a monster a threat and traps him into the dungeon he tries to fight back, but it turns out she's been weakening his powers with the smoothies. I lead date. I lead date. date. <laughs> it's, it's so sweet. 
It's it's really good. It's I wasn't expecting a date with Eileen for sure, but it made me so happy. <laughs> it made me so happy. Sam deserves it, honestly. Like, when's the last time he's been on a date since Jess? Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> so, and I just, it's it's no secret. I don't think that I do ship Sam and I. <laughs> <laughs> I... I have since she was introduced and he like flipped her off in sign language. <laughs> so I'm just excited to see. I'm excited for you. Sam, be happy. <laughs> yeah. I, my investment is somewhat less than yours, but I it's just nice. This episode has a lot of normal routines of of living in the bunker and it's just nice to see. I don't know. <laughs> And even if we couldn't have gotten uh, Shoshana, the the actress for Eileen, in the episode, it's nice that just to know that she's kind of there yeah. in their lives. We could have done something with Cass, huh? <laughs> <laughs> could have done something with Cass. Although to be fair, I think Cass being like in and out would have been kind of weirder yeah. than him just being gone for a no, while. You're right, but I I definitely do appreciate just acknowledgement that other people in this world are still there <laughs> you know there's some object permanence there um i also really like just sam and dean's interactions with each other yeah. <laughs> while sam's getting ready for his date dean's such an older brother it's very yeah. cute yeah it's one of those episodes where you're, it's just they're having a good time <laughs> which yeah. is super common <laughs> You know who's also having a good time? Jack's hair. (laughs) Jack's hair is having a good time. It's very flippy in this episode. I don't know if you noticed. I I didn't, but now I'm going to have to go back. (laughs) It gives me, like, 1950s cartoon boy (laughs) hairstyle vibes. I just thought it was interesting. Interesting choice. Unfortunately, (laughs) the the fun of Jack's hair quickly gets diminished, I'm sure, though, by him just getting (laughs) thrown into a dungeon. (laughs) Yes. Which Um, is, (laughs) it's like a heartbreaking, I want to step through the screen and be like, I know you're super impressionable, but do not listen to this woman. (laughs) Yeah, she's wrong. You're not a monster. Mrs. Butters here i think represents the physical manifestation of jack's guilt he she is the voice of that nagging thought in his head that he is a monster especially after his soul has come back it's been what's plaguing him for a long time so it's almost necessary for him to have yeah reverberated back at him it definitely is and it it works really well as a scene, I think. It just, like, at the same time, I'm like, no, don't. You're not allowed to say that. <laughs> I know. I just want to protect Jack, which, as as a child, you need to be able to grow. And so these kind of moments are what will help him grow. But I don't want him to ever go through pain. Yeah, all, never. So. <laughs> not allowed. <laughs> and... Dean's anger also is reflected in her, too. Dean has come a long way, but there is still that probably nagging doubt 
in his head about Jack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we make fun. We're like, oh, he's just a baby and he can do no wrong and everyone should just forgive him. But, like, I mean, he did kill Barry. <laughs> Even if it was an accident. Which it, it was very much an accident and it's like, I can quickly forgive, but if you're, I mean, if it was your mom, it's not Yeah, gonna, it's not that easily forgivable. You're not just going to snap back from that one. So it's not like, <laughs> I definitely understand beyond my fan goggles, I guess, is <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Yes. With a more objective perspective, it's totally understandable that Dean is angry And so she is that manifestation of his anger, which is shrouded in this domesticity that Dean's also been displaying uh, as Mm -hmm. of late. So that's just kind of something that I've been piecing together. She's she's very reflective of all of the the boys, honestly. I I saw a lot of their characters in her. She was an interesting character study. Yeah, I think think it... It really is interesting what you're bringing up as, like, a physical manifestation. I would be... What would you say her tie to Sam is? Because that's a little harder, maybe, for me to see. It is, it's a little more difficult, and it's something that comes out a little later in the episode. Um, but I started thinking about the fact that she said that he's her favorite. Mm-hmm. So I was like, there must be something there. It's something about how they both were brainwashed into this idea of looking down on monsterhood despite having a bit of that supernatural element inside them you know uh, Mrs. Butters is a wood nymph and Sam had psychic powers uh, at the beginning of the show and so the fact that she was repressing that side of her reminded me a lot of Sam And then so by the end, when she goes back to her natural element, back to the woods to embrace that part of her identity, I think it will tell us a little bit about where Sam's story is headed for the end of the season. But of course, that's just. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I like that connection. I didn't see that. I think I, I picked up more on. Almost Mrs. Butters as, like, Jack's worst fear of who Dean is, if that makes any sense. Mm. Someone who, I feel like we've seen Dean in the past get into a kind of domestic routine, but I think I see Jack maybe seeing that as a cover, um, as, like, something that Dean's doing almost to hide his anger and, like, kind of a, a sweet facade over this fear and um this aggression no yeah i actually really like that um so instead of her being more of the internal um emotions it's also how others how dean is reflected to jack yeah i mean i think it's still definitely still very much jack's feelings well, he, he could also be projecting a bit on to yeah, Dean, too. Yeah, uh, physically manifested. But it's like, I I felt like she kind of served as a, here's what you're worried about, but here's the break uh, and how you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. 
Also, okay, so her drugging the smoothies. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty obvious that it was going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, here's a smoothie, Jack. Here's another smoothie. smoothie. Before it was revealed or anything, um, obviously, I connected together that she was putting something in a smoothie. What it reminds me of the most directly is of Flowers in the Attic, which I don't know if you know anything about Flowers in the Attic. Know very vague things that you have told me about flowers in the attic, and that is it. <laughs> it was a very formative uh, <laughs> literature to, for me in middle school, and I'm not going to get all into it. But basically, the children are locked in the attic, and their mother starts po- like slowly poisoning them oh. by putting poison on their powdered donuts. And they don't realize until a lot later. So it just, it it reminded me of that mother figure fearing the child figure. Okay, yeah. Of course, it's a trope and other things. But I think this, especially since she does lock him up after this, after she's poisoned him. It just seemed relevant to me. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. I don't know enough to really expand on that at all. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure, like, really what that means to me in terms of plot or of storytelling, but it just seemed like a very visceral, visual uh, symbol to me. Yeah, definitely. A little off-subject from that, I have a hard time empathizing with Mrs. Butters afterwards, since she did use that Trump slogan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, did she just say what I, I think she said? <laughs> this is kind of one of those instances of looking back on it. You're like, yeah, I just don't know if I can get past that. <laughs> Which is not, to be fair, her fault. I, I doubt she really knows who Trump no. is. <laughs> but the writers did. <laughs> But the writers did, and you're telling me you want me to hear that coming from a sympathetic character's mouth? No, thank you. Yeah, I'm no, thank I'm you. I'm not sure what it made me go. Oh, terrifying! But like beyond that, I'm not sure what the point was. Well, and they've done it a few times at this point in Supernatural, so I'm like, okay, I get that we want to make fun of Trump, but also like we're kind of just repeating the same thing. Yeah, and. It's not even making fun of Trump. It's just referencing. It is it's weird. just repeating. Anyway. <laughs> Which, yeah. what, what good is that? When we could just not. Like, you're making me think about him. I don't want to think I about I am him. watching this show about killing monsters to pointedly not think about U.S. politics. <laughs> this is my escapism, okay? <laughs> Jack has just realized that uh, he no longer has powers and he's trapped in the dungeon. So we cut to... Uh, Mrs. Butters in the kitchen giving Dean a grilled cheese and tells him that he's trapped Jack and now they can kill him. <laughs> uh, and Dean refuses <laughs> and she throws him in the dungeon with Jack. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dean, it, okay. <laughs> it was funny to see Dean kind of consider... <laughs> Like, man, that does look like a really good grilled cheese. And Jack did kill my mom. So, uh. <laughs> But ultimately, obviously, 
Dean does love Jack and he's not gonna kill Yeah, him. I saw it more of like a, how long do I play along with this? Yeah, that's not how I interpreted it, but that's obviously a better reflection of me <laughs> than I was giving him credit for, I, I guess. Well, I was like... I don't think that's credit to him, though, either. Like, I'll finish the sandwich, and then I'll confront the fact that she wants to kill Jack. (laughs) On which subject, he has this line about how we'll just let Jack go and forget that any of this happened. Which is, you know, very, very throwaway line. But it kind of stood out to me the second rewatch. Um, Reminded me a lot of... Sam's comment about how ignoring your trauma doesn't work. Yeah. Because this is something that Dean has a habit of doing. Like, we can't just let something go and forget that it ever happened. That's not how you move on from trauma. That's not how you restore trust and uh, legitimately move on. Yeah. Even with Jack, I think he often comes to things with a mindset of if we just don't talk about it and we just don't acknowledge it, everything can go back yeah. to how it was before. It just need like, we can just, we can bounce back. Even when it's not even true in how he acts, like, I think that's how Dean tends to approach things. <laughs> and so if, like I was saying earlier, if Mrs. Butters represents Jack's guilt and Dean's anger... Those things, just like Mrs. Butters, aren't evil. That's not where we're supposed to go to judging her at by the end of the episode. We don't really fault her for being brainwashed into the torture and to the black and white thinking of the supernatural. Yeah. It, it needs to be acknowledged. We can't like just move on from her actions, but we also don't have to villainize them either we can kind of listen to it and we can confront it yeah you know and we're I'm kind of gonna get a little bit ahead of ourselves here but it's a very catharsis centric episode and that it's almost like by naming the things that are traumatizing or haunting you or eating you up at the back of your brain you're releasing them uh, and it's kind of like a build-up to that which is really interesting for these characters too yeah exactly um it is a, a release right that's a, she is being released just around the same time as jack's emotions are and that dean's emotions are also resurfacing after the finale i don't think we've really picked up on it much since yeah. then so it, yeah it, it needs to be actually dealt with and not just you know let's let it go and forget about it ignoring your trauma doesn't make it go away Dean Winchester way (laughs) the good thing about characters is that they can change and we can watch them change and I think we're especially in this episode watching a lot of growth take place um I think that's absolutely the the height of this episode, what it offers the overall story. It's not just a cute little holiday episode. Although it is. <laughs> Although it is. Um, it's also changing our characters on their emotional arcs. Then Sam gets home, <laughs> wondering where Jack and Dean are. Uh, where are they? Where is Jack and Dean? Who, who knows? Um, <laughs> Mrs. 
Butters tells him, uh, you know, and Sam, for the moment, pretends to go along with her plan and goes to get his gun. While in his room, he calls Dean and they come up with a plan. Jack and Dean then have an actual honest-to-God talk. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> wow. So I just want to say real quick, uh, Sam gets home. Where is his tie? <laughs> Uh, you know (laughs) you know him and uh, Eileen definitely practiced their sign language (laughs) as Dean Dean says (laughs) their whole phone call I loved it 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 was was amazing great again great brother and also it's just funny that this truly is their life to at this point where it's just like yeah we got thrown in the dungeon yeah i have my cell phone but my brother's on a date i'm not gonna interrupt that (laughs) (laughs) yeah like how often does that happen (laughs) this happens every week Uh, (laughs) but the real crux of this section of course is dean and jack's talk with each other Dean is actually behaving pretty emotionally healthy. He is communicating his emotions and recognizing that he is trying to forgive Jack, but acknowledging that he still, you know, needs time to accept it. Which, yeah, like, I think that's completely valid. I don't... And I think Jack realizes that, Yeah, and I think it's just something that needed to be spoken that took a really long time for for both of those characters to be in the same room even to have that conversation forcibly in the same room. <laughs> You're right. This is the first scene that they are the only two people in the room with each other. I think so. Right? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> if there was one before this, it wasn't like standout. It was probably just a little sad. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's nice that they're having this emotional intimacy. Of course, though, we've got to break up this scene with Sam getting caught. Mrs. Butters decides to help Sam understand how important protecting his family um, and the men of letters is through torturing him because it's supernatural. <laughs> Woo. Woo! My main note here was just gross again we're doing this again and it's gross (laughs) yeah this is the second time that sam has been tied to a chair and is getting his fingernails ripped off by a primordial motherly 50s-esque woman (laughs) which is a really weird thread to be uh, poor sam (laughs) That was, his, that was his last Christmas, too, so isn't that isn't fun? Isn't that fun? Does it... Speaking of trauma. <laughs> <laughs> but from there, uh, we go back to Jack from and Dean. There. And Dean attempts to break the angel cuffs off of Jack, but it causes Jack to be thrown backwards. And Dean has the galaxy brain moment to decide to use this force to break the door to the dungeon. <laughs> And he says the <laughs> incredible line, pain is just weakness leaving the body. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> oh, pain is just yeah. weakness leaving the body. Like, wh- what? <laughs> Dean? I have written down <laughs> in 
response to that. Dean is the dad who just says it, stuff and also is the disaster it's dad. It's really like, I need to say something confidently to make you feel better. But the content of what I'm about <laughs> to say means absolutely nothing. So I'm going to say it super quickly. Let's go. <laughs> Jack does trust him implicitly, though, so that's it's, nice. It's very <laughs> sweet. Dean breaks the reset button on the control panel from earlier, but it doesn't stop Mrs. Butters. Sam and Dean manage to talk her down by revealing that Jack can save the world. Mrs. Butters heals Sam's hands and apologizes. She then decides to leave and return to her forest. It's Aww. It's very... The end note is very sweet, but that in between one, just breaking the reset button <laughs> with a hammer. <laughs> I was watching that and I'm like, was that necessary? Like, I, I wasn't really sure. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Like, or yeah, I I didn't understand that part. Like, he was like, I'm just grabbing a hammer to take my anger out on I, this. I, I think guess. that must be what it is. It's just Dean being Dean. Dean I mean, he's extra. the same guy who just impulsively hit the reset button at the start of the episode, so <laughs> why not throw a hammer? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I liked the line about her, or I didn't like it, but it got to me, the line about her missing the men so much, her boys yeah. so much. I don't know, just, it hit me. I was like, oh, that's actually really sad. I, I, I think props to the actress, um, Megan Fay for that line. Uh, just in general, she was really, really yeah, fun this episode. Yeah. You know, we were talking um, last time with Destiny's Child about how it's tonally all over the place and not in a good way. This episode is tonally all over the place, but, like, in a way that makes sense, in a way that works really well. I think going from all of those those made-up holidays, like, making them up for all the time that they've missed and then hit with the these are the memories she missed with with the people she's missing it's just it's really sad yeah. <laughs> it's this lost time that you never get yeah back. and i think the actress does a really good job um just the whole episode and with the scene in particular but then also it it really brings out the time that's lost to anything and maybe to some extent the time that's been lost between Dean and Jack. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is another reason why forgiveness is so important and, like, actually moving on from your trauma and acknowledging it because you want to make the most of your time and not be using it with regret or with um, yeah, resentment. Yeah. I, I think it just did a really good job of, like, I don't know, the episode feels pretty solid and whole you know <laughs> especially with with those kind of emotional beats yeah really effective um this is how you can go from funny to emotional yeah. well on the note of uh, emotional to funny the interdimensional geoscope <laughs> and being like i didn't see anything <laughs> she's like oh dear <laughs> Yeah, that that's interesting because it's it is kind of funny, but also yikes! Like yikes! Oh no! What what is Chuck doing to the other dimensions? Um, well, we know he's destroying them, but the fact that Dean can't see anything is like just 
uh, yeah. reminding us that what is what the season danger. is about. <laughs> then right before when she leaves, I thought it was really, really sweet that they gave her that picture of the men yeah. of letters. It was her boys. Um, I think that also says a lot about you can move forward, but also take your past with you in a respectful way, yeah. you know, to remember that and to not just forget about it, but to have it be separated from you. You don't need to stay in the place where those memories happen. You can keep yeah. them with you. Which is, uh, as we're approaching the end of Supernatural, I'm sure, kind of on everyone's mind who is making this too, you know? Yeah. I wonder if we'll see and, that um, theme uh, yeah. more in the next episodes. That would be interesting to see. I'd also be interested, especially when we get to the finale, how that might tie into it. Because I think that is going to be really important to... Yeah. Wrapping everything yeah, up. Because, sure. you know, they are like our family, too, and we're going to take them with us, even if we can't live on TV shows. As, you as know? much as we try. <laughs> so, after Mrs. Butters leaves, Sam reassures Jack that he really is capable of saving the world, and Dean brings out a birthday cake for Jack! Yes! 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 absolutely really 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 awesome amazing perfect wonderful breathtaking um it's the best my favorite. thing in the whole world <laughs> he made him a cake oh god and sam's comment he really loves that apron which is like a funny little brother jab but also he does it, he does <laughs> he loves he loves doing this kind of stuff, which is what he deserves. He deserves to have the kind of life where he gets to put on an apron and bake yeah. a cake for his son. And you know, like, like they kind of make fun of the cake, but it's so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> and Jack, you know, Jack honestly, earnestly loved it. He he really was happy, and this was obviously his uh, Dean's olive branch to yeah to yeah. It's just a really good moment. <laughs> I think it's also interesting Sam and Jack's conversation too cuz as much as as much as this episode focuses on Dean and Jack's relationship obviously Sam and Jack are pretty pretty important too especially since Sam is the one that's re like reassuring him at yeah. this final moment. There there is a bit of that hesitation in Sam's voice, I think, when he says you're the only yeah, one that can. Yeah, I definitely get that. My wording in like summing up that scene, I was like, that doesn't reassure is maybe more of an attempt than an actuality. <laughs> well, and it is a reassurance, but I also think that it's not really the whole picture. And I'm not sure that this is where the story will mm. be going from here. I don't think it's just going to be Jack killing God and Amara and, you know, doing it pretty much by his lonesome. Because Jack isn't the only one that can. They all are going to yeah. have a hand in this. Um, however, however they defeat Chuck, I don't, I don't know if it will require killing. Maybe it will. I don't know. But, you know, Jack is that subversion of Sam and Dean's childhood where John put on Dean that and and Sam to an extent but mostly Dean that 
he has to be responsible for what happens. On one hand, it almost seems like that's happening with Jack as well, that Sam and Dean are putting this huge responsibility on him. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's going to go that way i think they will be very involved with it too it's not like he's. i I really like the idea of of that as like a subversion of their upbringing i hope that plays out this is all hope i don't know i could be totally wrong they might all die and like i i you know i don't know yeah we'll see we'll We'll see in uh later it's like not much time is left in having to wait to see the finale but also it's so much time <laughs> so much time i'm like Just, please if get someone it out listening um happens to work for at against the cw and would like to send us uh leaked versions of all the episodes please do <laughs> <laughs> um on a final note for that I liked that the episode ended on Jack blowing out the candle. It kind of leaves this open-ended question yeah. of what is Jack's wish. I, like, it does make me hmm. want to know. I think if this was, I don't know, not even a different show, but like a different season, the next episode would be like a literal interpretation of the wish. <laughs> oh, I kind yeah. of want that, <laughs> that but it's okay. Yeah, it's... I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like... It must yeah. have something to do with his family, but it's all open ended. It was just up for interpretation. So sweet, though. So sweet. <laughs> all right, Blaze. Where will we be ranking Last Holiday on our um, official list? I think for me, it definitely beats out the pilot. <laughs> yeah, me too. I I would rather go back pilot, to this episode for sure, than for sure. the pilot. Um, not not that that's the only way to gauge these but episodes, I mean, but in a way, these ranking systems are also for us to know what we like, so we don't... I feel like I've definitely gone back and watched Supernatural episodes and been like, why did I watch that one? <laughs> so this is kind of a guide <laughs> to be like, you can watch a different one if you want. <laughs> but I think yeah, it was just, like, it was really fun and it was really sweet. And I mean, the pilot is... is has like sentimental value (laughs) but um the last holiday (laughs) i think gave us sentimental value and i've only had it for like three days (laughs) yeah exactly and it was just a really well-written episode too like we talked about (laughs) we talked about in the pilot about how some of it was kind of basic um which makes sense but for last holiday i think it was very it was much more well-rounded, especially with it was, character beats. It was very good and very specific. <laughs> I think once you get into the development of characters, too, it's like hard to <laughs> go back to your first look at them, right? And sorry, yeah. Destiny's Child. Yeah. <laughs> Not even a question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. That's uh, going to be pretty pretty down there um yeah so number one how many impalas do you think should be ranked i am trying to rein myself in i'm initial gut reaction is like nine minimum (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't know where are you it is it's really hard to say because i just have that cute yeah you know like oh i love it so much 
My first instinct is eight out of ten, just because there's some things that I just feel are missing or aren't necessarily like the most effective like I do think yeah. that cast could have been mentioned more like that's something that I, I think I definitely space. agree with you and I think I would go with eight out of eight out of ten and Paula sounds good to me especially when you think like in the scheme of things I'm like it's yeah probably gonna end up being one of my all-time favorite episodes I I loved it a lot but it is missing some stuff um and it has some with mrs butters has some weird moments and plus i just think of some of the episodes that i like i think would be like nines or tens and i'm like well <laughs> we could also go split down the middle and say 8.5 <laughs> <laughs> um i'm but i'm like genuinely i was like eight or nine i'm happy with eight all right, eight Impalas out of ten. That is last and it is holiday number one in our hearts. <laughs> Considering that this is season fifteen and it can still give us episodes like yeah, this, yeah, I am not very every happy. show can do that. So. <laughs> All right, well, that's our completely objective ranking for this week, Blaze. And we'd like to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of our intro and outro music, Ready, Aim, Fire, and just for making cool, royalty-free music in general. Yeah, I gotta love that royalty-free music. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, you better fight those fairies, boys. Fight those fairies. <laughs> 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 I can see every time. <laughs>